Remember Miles Taylor? Miles Taylor was uh, Trump's uh, former chief of staff of Homeland Security. I interviewed Miles Taylor several years ago when he came out with that book. I think it was titled Democracy Blowback, a warning uh, to save democracy or something like that when he came out with that book. Because remember what that book was, right? It was actually, I think it was a warning. Anonymous is what, well, no, no. He wrote the letter Anonymous uh, to the to the Times, I believe, something to that effect. And then later on, he wrote the book Blowback. I interviewed him after he was, after I think he came out or was discovered. And you know what? He gave, he gave us a hell of an interview uh, back then. But he's on. He was on with uh, with Deadbeat White House uh, recently, where he actually pointed out that he's frustrated that Americans are simply not, probably not serious, and just maybe, uh, if this guy gets elected, it would be something we deserve. Actually, I want you to listen to how he he says it. And then we'll take it on the other side. It's important to understand that the front running front runner of the Republican Party stands on the other side of 80 percent of all Americans who oppose political violence. The front runner of the Republican Party stands on the other side of 85 percent of Americans who oppose extrajudicial punishments, shooting drug dealers, shooting people convicted of drug crimes. 68 percent of all Americans stand on the other side of the Republican front runner when it comes to choice and reproductive health care. And 85% of all Americans stand on the other side of the Republican frontrunner when it comes to gun safety legislation. He was, I don't know, wheel, you know, throwing around and caressing a firearm today. I mean, you can cover him, but you can't start a sentence or end a sentence without reminding people that he's been indicted for his own conduct by four different jurisdictions and that he's on the other side of 65 to 90% of the American people on every issue that people vote on. We are living in a masterclass of silence and complicity right now in our country. Uh, It's not like any of this is new. Five years ago this month, Nicole, I wrote an opinion piece about how Donald Trump's own people thought he was incompetent and dangerous. And you know what his response was? It was a seven letter tweet. Treason? Question mark. And his supporters leaned into that, right? They they treated it like it was treason. That's why it was so resonant to me when I saw this piece about Mark Milley this weekend, is it's the same language he's been using for years against anyone who criticizes him. He assumes they're enemies of the state, and he's convinced millions of his followers that people are enemies of the state. This is autocratic rhetoric. Uh, I've spent the past couple of weeks, Nicole, in Eastern Europe, where there's a long history of living under the threat of autocratic rulers. And I was at a dinner and these people asked me, is is Trump going to be a dictator in a second term or is he just saying this? And and I almost blew my top. I was like, who at this point thinks he's just saying this? Yes, he will govern as a dictator. And I'm willing to submit that there's not anyone else in the United States who's asked more ex-Trump officials the question that I've asked them, which is what will happen in a second term? I've asked hundreds of them that question now. And the answer is pretty much universal. He'll govern without restraint. He will govern with retribution in mind. He will jail his opponents. He will abrogate the U.S. Constitution. And what's astounding is these aren't our words. They are his words. This is the man who said he wanted to suspend the Constitution. And I'm really incredibly frustrated at this point because the people who've been inside the belly of the beast are saying he will govern like an autocrat. And yet 
you still have 50 percent of Republicans at least saying they want him to be the nominee. He's the overwhelming favorite. And frankly, if we put someone like that back in the White House, it's tough to think that we won't deserve everything we get after that. But we need to go into it clear eyed because it will be the end of the republic. And I believe that firmly. Stanner's right. I mean, he's absolutely right. The fact of the matter is the following. If we don't, independent media, all media, don't get on board now and pretty much dispel the fantasies that Trump comes out with that makes him continue to be a plausible candidate, we would have uh, gotten what we deserve because we allow we allow all sides to really bang on Biden, etc. Too old, uh, who knows Hunter Biden, and all all the little stuff that we elevate to the level of Trump to try. I shouldn't say elevate, de-elevate to the level of Trump, so that it's almost now a a a turnout game. This election shouldn't be a turnout game. This election should be a values game. This election should be a, a, a determination based on not only qualification, but based on deservedness for the job. Will it be? Well, Miles Taylor is concerned. But what he says at the end is true. If we elect Trump, maybe we would have deserved to have Trump. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.